back to another episode of the Key in the Light podcast, the Premier Whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title because we just changed the name to the Key in the Lake Whiskey podcast about two to three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Before we introduce our guests, I have a big announcement to make. We are sitting outside. The train is about to pass every eight minutes. Beware of that. But the prodigal sons have returned to Beguile Brewing, <laughs> also known as the International Recording Studios of Beguile Brewing, to record our first podcast here since, I believe, February. Wow. And Wilson is running late on this grand, wonderful day. But with me, as always, when Wilson is not around, is the one and only Callum J. O'Donnell. Hey! Wow. I was gonna say, "Hey, young world," yeah, just just to don't, kind of don't do that. But um, no, yeah, I'll no. leave that. I'll leave that to Big Wills. You can you can leave that as his, as his trademark here. <laughs> um, but yeah, but we will be uh, hearing the train, the Brown Line, the CTA of Chicago. We passing by about every eight minutes right now. So if you hear a train and we stop, it might be that, or it could be the metro right behind us, which is really about twenty feet away from us. So <laughs> you might hear the train when we all we used to record podcasts here all the time um, from inside, but now we're outside in their lovely new beer patio. So come support them uh, if you can, if you're ever in Chicago. Um, by the way, Cal was pointing behind me. It seems like Wilson might be arriving to the podcast. He's literally turned up. Wow, well, wonderful. He just missed a beautiful intro, and he's wearing a pin for the one and only Marty Duffy. Yeah, so he's wearing a Glencairn pin. Um, but with us today is the return of Sagamore for the fifth time to the Key in the Lake podcast. Is he really five? I think so, because Brett, who is talking right now, clo- not close to a mic, but somewhat ne- somewhat near Mike, uh, you have been on now five times. Oh, okay. Twi- cool. I think twice by yourself. No, once by yourself. No, once twice. By myself, once with Chad. Once, once with, with Brian. Now. I think there's one. Didn't you do a Zoom with us? Too? Wasn't that with BT? I thought we just did a Zoom with you, me, and Wilson. I don't know who. Don't who's, know. Who, I've lost track. Just trying to get more than Matt Brown. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and also with us today is Brett's coworker, Jess. Hey. Which is what market manager of Chicago? Yes. Okay. Yes. Lovely term. A lot of market managers here today. About Brett? Yeah. No. I, no. I'm Creative directors. I'm the sales director. One of the fake ones of those. <laughs> What's uh? What's going on in the whole new world of Sagamore when during this uh, pandemic world of ours? Same old, same old. Just keep, tra- you know, just keep trekking along in, in this new reality. Uh, shifted focus, like we were talking about last time we were on, to, to the off-premise more more than anything, and it's working. Um, things are going pretty well. And then um, I think right when... People, people got money to burn in the off-premise, man. Seems like, like it. Because versus what they were spending before in the on-trade, you know, like if someone, someone goes out on a Saturday night, buy a few cocktails, have some dinner... Spend 120 bucks, whatever it is. Like now, though, they can get, they could pick up a bottle of sag like for way less than that, right? So plus something else, you know. Yeah. So it's a good place to be, I think. Yeah, we've had some good sale prices, and I think you know, not just Sagmore, but any of those brands that you hear a lot. Brands are, hey, I've heard about that. I've been thinking about that one. Yeah. I, that, you know, I've, I've seen it, and then all of a sudden you see the sale tag, and it's like, all right, now, now I'm pull the trigger. And then I think a lot of it too is a lot of these. Um, you know the bourbon enthusiasts, the people in the groups, things like that. You know they travel and they're not. Yeah. They're out. They go out and do softball, or they go out and and, and eat and, and drink. And now there they're it home. Is. And so now they're easier to talk. Uh, here's the train. But it's easier for them to communicate and, and, and on social media, and then work with their local store to do things like barrel. So I think you're seeing a big uptick in barrel interest and and, pri- and LTOs and right. and stuff just because you know I was just saying I don't really drink at home very often, but in the last six months. That's where I've drank the majority of, of my yeah. the majority of my drinking. It's a bold faced lie. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I need, need more inventory. So I think, 
you know, we've shifted our strategy to the off-premise quite a bit, and, and it's paying off, and, and, and we're seeing some good successes, and I think awareness is, is pretty high, which has been great. Nice. And now it's just converting that to some trial. And then um, we'll talk about our Manhattan finish today, but coming off our Calvados finish, which has got 91 points in the Whiskey Advocate, uh, so a pretty good release, and the LTO train kind of keeps running for us, pretty good momentum, and, and people are seeking those out. So, um, And then just, yeah, just fighting the good fight, just is out there every day pounding on the, on the pavement and, and trying to uh, get to the other side of this thing. I was wondering, Jess, when did you start entering the market again? Well, it's been different for every company. So it always. has. I mean, we all kind of were just sitting around. I, obviously, we're kind of getting legs as doing our hashtag Friday Day, which was a really big thing. And, you know, St. Patrick's Day, all that, we were gearing up. We had a lot of Friday the 13th in March, so we had a lot of activities it's planned. Friday the 13th today. Thri- <laughs> <laughs> I, just works, re- I just realized it was the 13th. Friday the oh, 13th. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Recording on a Thursday the 13th. There you go. That works. We'll make it work. So. I like it. Sorry. Well, we were, no, we were doing this really great thing of, you know, getting a bunch of bars on board, a lot of retail on board, and we were starting to get rumblings of is Chicago going to shut down? Because I think at that point, New York had already shut down. L.A. was shutting down. When was the story just after St. Paddy's? Right before. In right before, yeah. yeah. the weekend right before. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, I had just gotten back from Mexico the week before. We were doing work with. So we were, we were yeah. rocking and rolling. And then Everybody that was. Sunday, we yeah. got that word, and we were just like, well, crap. You know, St. Patrick's Day stuff was closed. And then, you know, we all kind of just sat and held our breaths to see, you know, what yeah. our higher-ups were doing, mm-hmm. what everybody else was doing. And then, yeah. you know, trying to figure out, can you leave your house? Because masks weren't even an issue back no. then. You know, we were like get your hand sanitizer right and you know i was doing a tasting on that saturday you know at gold eagle and it Ooh. was just one of those things where we were like all right this is the last that's the last tasting i did in person up until that point saturday so, the 14th yeah yeah so it was just one of those things where when everything shut down i think it was kind of a shock everyone was just mm. kind of like wow i didn't think you could literally close a city down mm. that much you did know? you think personally that we were going to shut down for just two weeks i knew it would have been longer right I just know people, and I know how people don't follow I don't think rules. Anybody, I don't think anybody bought it. <laughs> well, I, I don't think, think anyone bought it. I and I think people are just it's out of sight, out of mind, and there really yeah. wasn't much that came over, and there wasn't enough information. I, I think I think the thing is as well, you know, say that, and God forbid it wasn't, but say that there'd been some kind of bomb or there'd been some kind of terrorist threat or something, and, and other countries and cities around the world had seen something that was visible, then I think the the reaction would have been totally different, right? But because oh, yeah. it was this invisible killer, like, everyone was like, everybody looks fine. I, you know, people yeah. are, people, the, the sympathies day before it all shut down, you know, I was up in Streetville and yeah, it was quieter than normal, but even still, there was still a shed load of people kicking about and, yeah. and, and, shooting Jameson mm-hmm. off their elbows. <laughs> well, we didn't off know. I mean, off my belly button. Yeah, off belly, belly, <laughs> belly buttons, butts, and I've whatever else. Video. I didn't go out in St. Patty's Day. Was, as Brett said, I was uh, infamously in Denver. I was worried you were going to be stuck there to this day. Well, you know, it was really interesting. when you. Uh, so I went there on Thursday the 12th, night before the NBA shut down. Right. Um, in that very historic fashion of the game just being called off on the court. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, uh, I guess I'm still traveling to Denver tomorrow, baby. Um, and right as I landed, I had an email from the event and a text from you, like, are you really fucking still doing this? And then I'm like, oh, here we go. Here's the cancellation of it. Of course, I'm like, right when I get into town, they're like, no, we're still doing it. We're just cutting it halfway back. And <laughs> I've talked about it a lot in the podcast, but we still did it. And there was obviously no mask, uh, maybe one or two people. Handshakes were basically kind of eliminated. Um, they told us we couldn't have more than eight people at a table, 225, 250 people capacity for the event in a pretty big banquet hall. So that was fine. I mean, was, yeah. no one was ever on top of each other. And, you know, those events, people come in and out and 
you know, you're in the front lobby area, you're downstairs and all that good stuff. So it was safe, I think, for the most part, even though all of us vendors were like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm, I work in the whiskey industry, I'm gonna give you a handshake, you yeah. know, that's what we yeah. do. So we were still doing that, looking back on it, yeah, it's pretty stupid at that point, probably sharing like a glass of, of an LTO of a brand. Um, brown line. I, um, hopefully it picks me up. I remember back in... I stopped uh, talking because of that. <laughs> I remember back in um, <laughs> back in February, we were we we'd gone to Iowa for the caucus. We were actually pouring like I O W A. Don't do it! Don't do it! Um, that's for that's for that's for our next drunk podcast. I have an incriminating uh, video of Callum. Anyway, we're in an Iowa shirt as well, uh, which, is, which makes it ten times worse. But I remember uh, one of the other BAs. He he'd come out to Iowa as well, and um, he'd mentioned to me that. In California, people were wear, starting to wear masks and everything. This was at the beginning of February. Yeah, they were. Um, and he'd flown on his flight. He said that at least half of the people on the flight were, were wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And and that was like, and I remember thinking at the time. I remember thinking like, is is this is this is this going to be the new norm? Like, are we gonna? Is this where it's going? Is this is this the direction that we're going in? And now, like looking back after the last three months or whatever, four months of everybody wearing their masks, it is the norm. Like I don't yeah. even I don't even flinch now. But now I remember it's him like telling me that. When people don't have a mask. Yeah, yeah, it's the doing? opposite. Yeah. And it's crazy now. Now even if I'm watching films and stuff from <laughs> before, and I see people in a bar and no one's wearing a mask, I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> or you're like, you're so not social distancing. Why is everyone on the beach? Right? What is this witchcraft? <laughs> what is this crazy? <laughs> people keep saying that, I and mean, I try not to think that way so i avoid that conversation of or that thought of when you see a movie and someone's in an elevator crowd elevator like no one's wearing masks like, oh yeah because it's Mad Men in 1960s yeah you know? <laughs> um, well i mean on the opposite context. end of that i just watched the new like a sensation in the horror genre that they do the um, the entire movie is shot over zoom as if it's like oh. a group of people doing zoom and it's mm-hmm. like utilizing not necessarily like the times but like when she leaves her house she's wearing a mask and it's basically a oh wow a a demon thriller that takes place it's very short and it's all taken from the point of view of a zoom group call it's actually for the genre and what it is yeah. it's done well but it's also you sit back and you're like huh this is this, this is the direction life. we're doing our entertainment <laughs> in, i don't know? like this <laughs> I, mean, I guess you you got to kind of give them credit that they were being creative right. with you know yeah. everybody knows what it's like to be with their friends on a zoom call and then yeah. be able to turn that into like a horror story it's pretty convenient i suppose it's but. creative but it's also a little bit sickening to the mind that when you live it every day, you don't want to go watch it on TV at the end of the day. Yeah, that's true. Well, but yeah. you said it's short. So that's good. It uh, is pretty true. short. There you go. <laughs> Stephen's no. a ghost. No, so. it was really interesting traveling at the end of February into March because I was in California as well. And when I got into San Francisco, I think on March 1st or 2nd, uh, I landed and it was way different than L.A. I flew from L.A. to San Francisco. And nobody on my nobody in LA was wearing a mask, but I got in San Francisco and they had they had already had some cases there at that point. Right. And they were people were wearing masks in the airport. The airport was also really dead up there too. The staff had hand sanitizer already um, at the desk for any of the agents and anything like that. And people were kind of like, "Can you stand a little bit further back?" Where in LA it was the, it was just regular as usual. And I was like, "Can you get closer to me in yeah. LA?" Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, I was I was literally in San Francisco just for like 18 hours not even 18 hours and then flew home and then flew to the caribbean for a trip and everyone's like talking about how it's like a russian chinese conspiracy about covid yeah it says in the airport that was pretty funny and you come back to america and then half of the americans are saying it's a russian (laughs) chinese conspiracy (laughs) still saying still saying that you know our dear leader still saying the china virus (laughs) (laughs) i i sorry to cut you off there but i I actually just flew through the end i was in the dominican republic for the whole of july visiting my girlfriend and on the way back, on the way there, I'd, I'd flown through Florida, and 
I was already nervous about having to fly through Florida. But then I got down to the airport there and considering I'd been in Chicago and the whole time in Chicago, everybody had their masks on, everybody was taking it really seriously um, or from what I'd seen. But then I got into Florida, I got into Fort Lauderdale Airport and the thing, it was a shit show. It was a total <laughs> shit show. And as soon as I got to the DR, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, I think we're going to fly through New York on the way back. And that wasn't March, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, that was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was literally, so that was the beginning of July, yeah. So just after July 4th and I'd flown through Florida and I think a lot of people were trying to get out, you know, a lot of people were trying to get out, but, you know, there was no social distancing, people just weren't taking it that seriously. And then on the way back, when I got to New York, I don't know how many times you guys have flown through JFK when you have to do the immigration. Mm -hmm. uh, like immigration at JFK usually takes half a lifetime. Okay. You know, you know, there's it's a snake in massive queue. But I got down there and there was no one in the immigration hall. It was eerily quiet. Oh, wow. Walked up to the front and I was just like, wow, I, I didn't even have to wait. The guy was just like, hey, how you doing? I was like, my God, am I the first guy you've seen today? <laughs> like, yeah, it was insane. The airports and every, 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 everything like that has been such a such a weird experience you know because i think all of us were so used to traveling you know all of us were so used to seeing these airports and i'd never seen an airport as empty as i'd seen jfk like mm. coming back through yeah it i'm is. getting to the point now with everything i canceled now i'm it's coming up on like they're gonna expire you know the like i gotta keep track of everything because i at the time it's like oh this will be 90 days and, and here's where all the images are and i'll just rebook i'll rebook i'll rebook yeah. and all of a sudden it's like oh shoot that credit's gonna expire here pretty soon i need to <laughs> either book something or call call the airlines and, and get it all sorted out because it's we're still here i mean that's the other thing I, you were there march 13th that's pretty much the last mass event i know of whiskey it's, tasting wise i'm pretty sure it was they've the canceled one. everything with right. that that group that next week i was Kinda. supposed to go to bourbon fest yeah yep, yep. um you know didn't uh they just canceled that for 20 yep. uh, they were not, not able to reschedule it i think whiskey fest is still on for december 11th I think Whiskey on Ice is still scheduled up in Minnesota. Oh, is it? And there's a big December 11th one in, in the St. Louis area that are still booked. But I, at this rate, there's I don't. a Pete Week or something somewhere. I got an email. Uh, yeah, in September uh, they postponed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one. LA. But I remember, th I remember thinking getting that, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we're going to do this in September." And I was like, "I've had so no, many. You're not. Oh, I've had so many companies email me and text me and say, "Hey, we're going to postpone it for like six weeks." And you're like, "Why? Just." I understand you want your money, and I understand it's an expense, and you want to do the event because it's a you know a great thing for the public or whatever it may be, for brands, um, and for themselves because they've probably 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 added some down payments into the venue or with mm -hmm. catering companies and all that, but at the same time, safety. I mean, I, my one of my good friends was talking on the phone with him yesterday, and he's like, "Hey, are you bummed the, that football's not happening, especially in the Big Ten?" As an Iowa fan, I'm like, "No, we don't deserve football." As a country, we haven't done enough to take be responsible enough to have football. Um, the South can do what we'll do, whatever they want to do. Fuck the South, in my opinion, um, or whatever. Sorry, a little harsh there, but uh, <laughs> um, it, I mean, it's just stupid. Like Iowa can't play in the Big Ten, but Iowa State's gonna play in the Big Twelve. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, but then Iowa's never shut down as a state at all. And in my opinion, their governor is a cock holster for uh, Trump. So whatever, uh, she'll do whatever he says. Um, Tried to get all political and jumpy on this podcast. Took a turn for the worse, but well, just what, the way how I well, feel. What was good, what no, was I mean, it's, it, but it's, it, I don't feel bad or about it because we haven't done the right precautions to take, or we haven't taken the right precautions overall as a country to yeah. have those events, have these special things that are uh, happening around us, especially in our industry. I think as well, you know, we we always we always use the NBA because when the NBA got cancelled, that was like that was a big thing. Like people were like, "Holy shit!" Like they've cancelled the NBA. This is insane. This right. is this is really this is serious now. Obviously, the college basketball had been cancelled as well, and everyone was like, oh my god, this this is getting really quick. 
But the NBA has started back up, right? And there's been they've not had any cases since like July. They haven't had any like not even negative. Yeah. You know they ha- they've, yeah. they've just had everybody's tested negative even since guys the twenty second. Who've left the bubble and came back? They've been fine. Yeah, the twenty second July or something, right? And you look at the way that they did it, and it was. You know, there were strict regulations like you have to stay in the bubble, you have to wear your mask, you have to do this X, Y, and Z. You know, you're not allowed to leave, and this is, and that's because they were taking it really seriously. No cases, and they're go, they're they just they, the last game is today, right? The last games are today, which are really important games, by the way. Mm, but <laughs> but you look at the you I look at this on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> games <look> are over. <laughs> Playoffs are start. Playoffs start. You look at you look at um you look at the way that other sports corporations and things like that have done it like the MLB just a total mess and it's a team to team basis yeah as well. and it's like whereas the NBA you know they were they were serious about it and they were like this is what we've got to do and I feel like that was a good that was a good kind of metaphor for what happened in the United States you know um Metro, Metro, this is Thursday afternoon Metro going by um <laughs> But yeah, I feel that was a really good metaphor for what happened in the United States, you know? Yeah. Uh, there were there were some, you know, people, it went by a state-by-state state basis. Some states took it seriously, some didn't. Yeah. And now we're seeing that just total chaos, where it's like, if you look at Europe, and I was saying this to you the other day, speaking to some of my friends, I have a friend that lives in Italy, and she was just like, how is the U.S. still, how is it still, go, <laughs> like, what's going on over there? Like, it's become, instead of being scientific, it's become political. Yeah. That's the vision. Um, I think I'm it would have been a completely different situation if it wasn't election year two. That's a good point. Like if this happened last year or you know the yeah. year following, I don't think we would be anywhere near the situation we would be. Possibility. Right now. Because it's all about you know the the pep rally of everybody trying to pick sides, and I'm better than this. Because uh, we're talking about that with the tariffs as well at the start of the year. You know when mm-hmm. the single malt, like they put those tariffs on single malts and the wine and everything like that. They were like, if this wasn't an election year, then they probably wouldn't have no, been exactly. that strict, you know. Yeah. But yeah. there was a definitely a feeling of like. Right, I'm gonna come down really hard on these on these specific brands because they were coming hard down on us, and you know, the whole thing was a the whole thing was ridiculous, and it was a bit like oh, like if I don't invite you to my party, I'm you're not gonna invite me or whatever. <laughs> Do you know, it was kind of like that, but but on like a massive national level. But a lot of people said the same thing about the the whiskey tariffs, you know. Yeah. yeah Ooh, sure. shows the brown line. Get double um, whammy. <laughs> we might have to readjust our location of recording at Beguile. Uh, well, it's a character. Right. A character. It does. Right. It's the true identity of Chicago right just, behind us. Uh, I mean, can I ask one question first? Sure. It's um, your podcast. Why is Wilson dressed like a 1980s villain from a high school movie? I don't know. I keep hoping one of these trains is going to drop him off. And yeah, you know. He's, he's standing behind us and just with a beer and not hanging out with us. Did you roll up in a convertible <laughs> that was like half broken and not all the way down? Like a, oh. like a 1993 Mercedes Benz? You wish. With a tape deck. <laughs> Blasting Freebird. Party on Wilson's <laughs> boat after this. Wilson, feel free to come over and sit with us and we can share the microphones with you. Socially, Why? responsibly wise. Uh, you did all miss him creeping over and trying to uh, steal a sneak peek at the Manhattan finish. Which did. We did bring some of our new yeah. TO Manhattan finish. Let's let's I'd, switch it from uh, political yeah. uh, conversations to delicious. That might be delicious might in somewhat involve <laughs> whiskey to too. Jake and Jess's political podcast <laughs> yeah. next Tuesday. Please do. Uh, but Jess, what, what brought you to Sagamore? You know, I was working for a previous whiskey company before. It was more of a novelty than it was an actual, like, whiskey. I started drinking whiskey. uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep that name. Uh, DM me if you want a little more. But um, 
I really liked the job because, you know, the, we have this insider joke where supplier positions and market managers is where bartenders go to retire, you know, and yeah. I've been in the service industry for, you know, pushing 18 years and I loved everything about bartending and learning cocktails, but I hated not having health insurance and, you know, staying out till four in the morning and being on my feet for it, 20 hours. It's definitely right. not a job. You second war? Yes, yeah. we do. Whoa, hey. I know, right? <laughs> it's definitely not a job for when you get, iron. <laughs> when you get like, up into, you know, as you're starting to take yourself a little bit more, se- I was going to say, as you start to take yourself more seriously <laughs> and you begin to mature. No. You know, ah. staying out until four in the morning, etc., etc. I still stay out to four a.m. Yeah, I so just do. get to sit down while I'm doing it. Yeah, that's the and, difference. And you have health insurance while you're doing exactly. it. Exactly. So I know that liver replacement only cost me a little bit, but um, Good I thing actually my, my friend's a surgeon just moved here. Ooh, does livers? There you go. He literally just flew to Columbus. He to does livers. No, he, he does. He's a liver surgeon. Uh, he, I love he, that that's like he flew to Columbus to a hospital to cut a liver of a dead man, bring it back to Chicago, and put it into a live person in uh, at Northwestern. Is that why you relate, Wilson? <laughs> Is that where you were like? No, I was, uh, I was meeting up. with um, our distributors. Oh. Um, so, end of uh, meeting, they're still distributors. Oh, nice. Yeah, good so for it's you. good. Great. Nice. Good. Three tier system. Sending. I know, right? Yeah. Our favorites. Mr. Joe. I um, was looking for a company that A, I liked the product, and B, had passion. Um, I, I, like I said, I really loved the actual job of being a supplier, but I wasn't passionate for the project, so, or the actual product. Um, I saw the listing. We actually had a really funny story about Brett and I, how we ended up kind of connecting. I was doing research for which next company I was going to go to, and I saw that Sagamore was hiring, and I immediately went to Benny's and, you know, bought a bottle, and I said, holy shit, this stuff is delicious. And I, you know, sent off an email, said, yeah, I'm interested, and I didn't hear anything for like a month. God damn it, Brett. And I was like, what? What's going on? And then I got uh, an email a month later from the HR... (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, hey, I just want to see if you're still interested. You know, we'd be interested in talking to you. And I, did you get my last email? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? What last email? Like, there is some email floating in the universe that I never got. We've all been That there. I was, like, so upset and distraught because oh. I wanted this job so much. And you so only blame much. yourself for it. And I did. This I is, like, did this I is exactly what I do like, when my boss is like, did you email me? I'm like, yeah, it must have got lost somewhere. <laughs> I swear, though. Like, <laughs> hand on. Like, it was just so crazy. But then Brett and I hopped on the phone and... You know, we hit it off on the phone, and then we met in person. We were actually scheduled to do a biddings tasting on the same night. I think it was Inglewood, I believe. We're doing a St. Patrick's. One of those ones. They all blur together after a while. Evergreen Park. Evergreen Park. What year was this? Um, St. Patrick's. This was a year ago. Okay. Yeah, a little over a year ago. And we didn't even know or whatnot, but my table and his table, we were literally at the same table. Like oh. Unscheduled. And I was like, oh, I'll look for you when we're when we're at the same event. We were literally at the same table. So in I each just other's turned, pocket. Yeah, right. And I just looked at him and I was like, hey, you know, this is a sign, right? Like the this, days of tasting. This is, this yeah, us in proper 12. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you remember the, those <laughs> days? Yeah. But it was great. I mean, we hit the ground running. Um, I will say train break. A ground line break brought to you by the CTA of Chicago. Still running on a regular schedule, obviously. <laughs> and back. And scene. Cheers. Feels funny, no, Jeff. this company's been great. Um, you know, you see people that are passionate about their job, but 
you see it from a few of your coworkers, not all across the board, but yeah. you know, the first thing they said when we got hired is we want to bring you out to the distillery. We want you to get that experience. You know, we want you to plank on the ground and drink the limestone spring water. None of this mm. dipping with a glass. And I'm telling you, it is like Care Bear power. <laughs> you drink that straight from the ground and you feel like you literally have rainbows shitting out of your belly. It's amazing. <laughs> but it was so it fun. It's Care like Bear power. It is. It. Yeah, Instead of a heart, you have like a little whiskey glass. It's great. Oh. But I mean, you're out there with the horses and you get to see the farm and you see yeah. our aging barn where the barrels are. And then you go to the actual distillery and every single person from like, you know, the person mm-hmm. who just started part time in the gift shop to the, you know, number two employee are just, hi, how are you? I remember I walked by BT for the first time and I had no idea he was the president of the company because he was so casual and I humble. That, yeah. And he was just like, hi, welcome. We're so happy to have you part of the team slash family. And it's been like that since day one to this current day like with all of this stuff that's happened they've always been communicative they've always said whatever you need be safe i never felt pressured to go out like you asked me like Mm -hmm. when i felt comfortable to go out and of course i took my time to kind of assess the situation and you know only go out to retail stores at certain times because i don't want to go when it's busy you know obviously we couldn't go to bars yeah but i never once felt pressured from our company that i had to run out and you have to work and who cares and and brett's been really good about you know me and him have check-in calls when i kind of get a little you know drinking the juice of you know, the same, I the same anxious and whatnot and it's <laughs> it's good to be able to work for a company that we all have the same goal was Tim one of our co-worker in Texas says you mm. know one team one dream and yeah. it's true like you'll see other parts of the country that are just really succeeding and they're really kicking butt with barrels and you know kick-ass cocktail placements but nobody's ever jealous it's always like awesome and we're, we're talking and we're sharing what works and what doesn't and you know, Chicago is completely different than Texas, and it's mm. completely different than New York and San Francisco and L.A. So it's for companies to learn with your marketing teams and, and just the people you hire. I had a joke with some of the new girls. I'm like, every person for every region is very specific. Like, I'm I'm Chicago. Like, I mean, you know, like oh, you I am Chicago. very Chicago. Yeah. Our San Francisco guy, he's very San Francisco. Nick is like the craft cocktail. He's, mm. you know, Joe is New York. He couldn't be any more Bronx than you could. And it's just like, it's perfect that you're not it's not stereotypes of a regions mm-hmm. but people that get it and can speak to what this market needs and, and i've, I've and met many of your people it. across the country and i would definitely agree with you yeah, they, all, they all represent the region represent the region their personality um and they're not, no one's ever no one i've met from your company is over like gregarious at all it's just exactly. they know how to approach it they know what the whiskey is they know what the juice is and it seems like the company's like let you go do it your way and we'll figure it out from there would you say that you would get the passion from them oh yeah absolutely because that's the one thing that i've noticed from like i said the day one i was brett. brett brett you know oh damn it brett i'm a low energy <laughs> toe in the water we had a pokey make sure you were up there no, for a no second you just zonk out <laughs> but no it's great and it's a really fun brand that it's different it's fine. You know, you don't have a lot of East Coast rye that's hitting the market. I, You know, I do a lot of tastings and, and when I'm doing store stuff, and a lot of people are like, well, it's not from Kentucky. It's, well, it doesn't have to be from Kentucky. <laughs> like, the amount of knowledge people think they know right. about a brown spirit. I don't know. I this don't claim about, to know everything. Even about rye they're saying this? Rye, whiskey, <laughs> bourbon, whiskey. everything. Yeah, and, whiskey. you know, Same I don't claim to know everything about whiskey, but I do know more than the average, you know, drinker because I've done my research with this company. But to have people just be like, oh, well, you're from Maryland, you're not anything. And it's like, you don't understand, we were making whiskey way right. before Kentucky was even conceptualized. Right. So it's just one of those like products that not only is it good, we're constantly coming out with these fun limited releases, but it's got a great backstory. Mm. I mean, it's not just we decided to pitch a tent in the middle of Kentucky and sell whiskey out of it because everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're bringing back a history and just the ties of it. And I think 
we've got a really great core company. It's only going to get bigger and better. Yeah. You know, we've we've adapted and you know rolled with the punches. We haven't sat down and you know waited for things to cloud over. We're just trying to find ways to overcome it, Definitely. which is pretty awesome. No, which you have to do. Try to approach. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I think the last time we saw each other, I mean, you came to my house one time to drop us some bottles off, but the last time we actually hung out was at Delilah's. Mm-hmm. And it was snowing, so it had been at least February yeah. there. Yeah. We both kind of were stopping in after a long day. And Chicago could have been June. <laughs> That's a good point, Brett. That's a very good point. That was last week. It was a little, little mini blizzard. And it's, it's, it's one of the you know, bummers of this whole quarantine is going to a bar and like seeing your friends like yeah. on a random chance and then having a conversation, waiting for the brown line to pass, and then going to another <laughs> bar or hopping on the brown line to go to another bar together. But yeah. uh, it's all changed so much and so dramatically. Yeah. Um, are you, are you guys approaching bars at all? I mean, for me, it's kind of like I'll text the people I know really well. Like I have that, I have their phone number in my phone because not because they're business partners, but because I consider them a friend and, or you know an acquaintance in the industry. Yeah. And I feel okay enough to be like, hey, like, how's it going? Can I drop by? Are you opening? Are you still with the company as well? Like, yeah. Same. What's your position? I mean, I think Brett and I have been like popping in for lunches. Some accounts that we know we have bought, we're keeping an eye on people that are like rebringing it in. People that have had us on menus before, yeah. just saying, hey, we're here to support. I mean, we, the last thing we want to be is the pushy person. And I yeah. think Jamie Duffy actually wrote a really great post on the mm-hmm. service industry page saying, hey, I'm on this side of things. I'm still trying to do my job too, but what do you guys want from us right now? Are you looking for new brands? Are you looking for us to just kind of leave you alone? Can we set, like, if you guys are on the ser- service industry page, I'm sure you've seen it. And I thought it was a very eloquent way of saying, how can we help you? Right. I'm still help, trying to help, do, help me help you. Yeah, help, help me help me help you. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we Without are still out here trying to make our goals yeah, and swipe, our swipe, jobs swipe. and stuff, too. But yeah, right. we don't want to be Which that guy that comes in and is no, like, hey, all hey, all hi. I know, hey, I know all that all there's giant, you know, riots and looting that just happened this weekend. Yeah. Can I sample you on this new brand? No, I'm not. I'm going to read the room, right. you know. But I also, I at I the end of the day, I have a job to do, too. But I'm more ingrated in the relationships of this industry than my numbers and if for some reason you know the relationships are still intact but the numbers aren't quite there my company understands it's good you know as long as those relationships are there and we understand like let's just keep at it don't yeah. let them hate your brand because you're being too pushy we'd much rather salvage that I relationship agree. and I actually i had a lunch with a buyer the other day actually at hardware oh and Brett's Bruce, work in the neighborhood. Thanks for calling again. So you you're know. at the liquor store across the street from my house. I could crawl day. to same day, same day. <laughs> All the and same. then oh. the little trip five minutes away. No oh. It's at least fifteen minutes away. Yeah, maybe ten. Shark and jet Um But I was, I was having lunch with a buyer there, and he's like, "I would never feel that you guys were stepping on our toes for coming in and trying to make your money too." And that was so refreshing to hear from that. I, to me, I think where everything's just really heavy lately, and. So many, I think so many on-premise conversations in particular are so awkward right now because it's when can we be assertive? You know, you want to support, and then, yeah, for a while there's like, let's just show up and have lunch and say hi and just make sure that they know we're still out here and that they're still there and do what we can to support. But yeah, we can't save everybody financially. We're all smaller companies and um, support who you can the best way you can, but we're not going to make or break our business, won't make or break an account, true, either way. But but at the same time, you're there spending time, you're spending money. I do need menu placements. I do need volume or other, you know, otherwise I got to spend that more on the off-premise. And it's just so, this awkwardness has been just going on and rightly so. Right. Absolutely, oh, yeah, absolutely. rightly so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it's, I think on both ends too, where it's just like, look, man, I love you and I, I want to order more. But right now I got to run through every other rye I got until I, I'm out because I don't know when, 
when I'm getting shut down again. I don't know where my next re- what my revenue looks like. If I can take an and, order at all, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so then right I don't now. know if I have a sales rep because <laughs> well, they're all gone. And who? How do? How do I get an order in? So it's just. To, um, Brown line. So the northbound trains are louder than the southbound oh, trains. Oh, got it. I'm gonna get on the midnight one to Georgia, but anyway. Ooh. Um, hey. Oh man, Brett so, looks I mean, like he's about to pop into some. Karaoke I don't know. To me, that's here. what makes a Please lot do. of this. Get the and, mic off the stand. And obviously, <laughs> what happened in Chicago this Jones. week does it doesn't help lighten everything and no, no end. In, not at all. You know, no end in sight necessarily from a scientific in, until a vaccine. Makes we can it, say the criminality that happened this week. Yeah. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of saying that. But you know, that's the. It's just My words, hard, not the, yours. It's just so much awkwardness um and it's so hard for us to be assertive and, and, and as salespeople ultimately attached to a number i mean selling cases of whiskey is what pays me mm-hmm. how do you balance not being a jerk with being understanding yeah. with getting your job done and, and yeah that answer is different for every every bar you walk into every mm-hmm. market every individual it's different yeah. for wilson than it is for me mm-hmm. it's different for jessica than it is for me mm. um, and i think i think a lot of these places to use the words that you said Brett you know my business isn't going to make or break this bar you know but I think like you say it runs both ways and I think a lot of them are thinking well listen we can't buy but there's loads of bars around here our bar isn't going to make or break your business but the problem is is that everybody's thinking that right you know and it it just exacerbates the problem and and like you were saying before um, the off trade obviously has been massive Uh, it has been for us at least at Aberlour but there, there comes a certain point that that'll only take you so far. You know, you need, we need to get back in the on trade eventually. Um, right. But, but there's a common, there's a common. You don't, you're on a, you're on a microphone. Sorry. Yeah. There's a common denominator, and let's just, let's just put it out there because it is awkward. But we both need to make money. So that's a common denominator. They need to make money. We need to make money. They make money off of our support showing up as, as just just mentioned. No problem, but. I'm not saying because I'm here you owe me, but you need to make money just more off, not just what I'm giving you, because you're not, I'm, I'm not buying pours from you. I'm buying cocktails from you. So you're going through that shit pretty quick. If you put it on your menu, you put it on the, on the 12 to 3 happy hour that was just going on at Randolph Street today, no. You need to make money. I need to make money. Let's talk. How can I do that? But you can't do that with everyone, as you guys just said, right? You got to know your. You got to go back to what Jess said. You got to know your your audience. You got to know your accounts. You know, it's like, hey, I can lean a little bit, and I'll get a case here, and get it on the menu to help them pull through. Not all brands of our size are capable of doing that price-wise. You know, so that kind of kills the vibe for a lot of us. But let's just be, let's be honest. We got to make money. You know, as awkward as it is. Yeah, you, gotta, I think- you just got to find the right angle with the yeah. right people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, right, it's right people. Yeah. It's the right people. And then, hey. It's like you say, those relationships. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. all about the relationships you've got. They're key. They're so key. They're so and they're in so the lake. appreciative, too, because some of the places that I've, you know, right before we've done this, have established, you know, they're so happy when you walk in. And they're they're really mm-hmm. glad to see you. Because there are, like, you know, the bigger Jonah. brands, yeah. The bigger brands are just not having people. They don't need to have people out right. in the field. Because they're going to weather the storm, whether they have a rep out there or not. Yeah, they but have us their little guys, reps out there, Yeah, us so. little guys that have that little, you know, steam rolling here of trying. We were building something. Everyone I spoke to from the smaller distilleries, they were crushing it in yeah. the spring. And then we all just got this giant road break. That's the crazy yeah. part about us all. We were, uh, we were just talking about the last podcast, too, with Mike. Marino is that everyone was doing so well in February into into March and it was just it was you know, six seven years I've been in the whiskey industry that's been the best like 
first quarter that anybody's ever talked about. Well, on there's a been great whole. product out there. Yeah. You know, great new product that was taking over, like, the standards. And then, you know, because all these, like, big talked about big wigs, like your Blantons and whatnot, nobody can get their hands on it. So people are tired of waiting for that stuff. So yep. now they're like, well, let's find the new guy while I'm waiting for this Blantons to come on the shelf. So people are now starting to kind of, like, get away from the, the, the big, you know, monsters that everybody's trying to collect because you can't find them anywhere. Right. Yeah. And so now they're starting to explore into the LTOs, the mm-hmm. ones that aren't American made, the ones that are a little bit closer to local and and you know, people were scrambling and buying liters of Jack Daniels and all that stuff when things shut down because it was cheap, but now the average consumer are willing to spend their money on something a little bit nicer. Yeah, I hope you know, so. they're looking to explore, they're tired of drinking the same like not not yeah. good craft stuff that right. now they're like, well, I haven't been yeah. going, like you mentioned earlier, I haven't been going going out and spending a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Maybe I'll spend an extra $15 and get something really good and then they Hope find so. something they love. No, by by the way, up. Wilson, speaking of Blanter, uh, we need to talk about that barrel pick uh, after the show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, See I what I did there? I think that, <laughs> I love it. that that's one of the that's one of the biggest things, I think, for, for us, especially at Aberlour. You know, we've always been, we're Scotch, right? So, it's very, very different for for us in the on trade. You know, it was Scotchies just in general. Like no one's, no one's going, no one's going to their local steakhouse and, ha- well, some people are, but like the majority of people aren't going and buying eight or nine shots of scotch. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, We're a line break. I but every like eight I'm minutes, there is a train. Northbound. I think I might have just cut all these trains out. <laughs> <laughs> And so for, for us in some ways, like it's actually been quite it's been quite eye opening the quarantine for us to learn about how how we could take more advantage of what is in the off trade. Mm. And it's really, really paid off for us, you know, it has really, really paid off. But like when I think about the on trade here, you know, if I was an owner of a bar, like it would definitely be a key thing for me to be like, right, if I can if I'm a local bar owner and if I can support local brands or smaller brands that are from the United States especially then it's going to pay off for me in the long run, right? Because it, it becomes a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I'm worried about is that it just feels like we've been in this kind of limbo for so long now. You know, the patios are open and stuff, and it's just like... It's okay, it's southbound. <laughs> it's less loud. <laughs> it's, it's one track farther away. <laughs> it's always something it's, with it's, it's, it's one less car, too. Yeah. Oh, you've been counting? I don't know. Counting cars? Isn't that a... Uh, the... I'm a boxcar racer. <laughs> but, the, you know, this limbo that we've been in, and it, and it's unsettling for me, you know, because I'm mm. like, we, we just, it's, I feel like we, at the start when we all quarantined, we all locked down, a lot of people were taking it seriously, the caseload was kind of like kicking about, whatever, but now, like, it feels like we're in this limbo where I don't feel we're getting any better, but also I don't feel we're getting any worse. Like, you know, I think one of the most stressful things about this whole thing as a business has been duration is so important to know like talking about goals talking about sales numbers you're always talking about this week or this month or this quarter or this year right now we don't really know what the duration of this is going to be so how long like where are our goals then you know we, yeah. do we ha- how long do we have to cut the cut our goals for mm-hmm. so that's something that well, you know, realistically for me you is unsettling more in a week because our our it's ever changing so fast and yeah. so rapidly especially in illinois where there's always the threat because our our Political leaders have been very vocal about what their intentions are for the state and for the city to be at what numbers they wanted to be before we roll back in phases. Yeah. Um, and that's a responsibility we should have on each other, too. I mean, I, I agree with them. If it, like Having bars open on a mass public level 
isn't safe. We saw numbers go up in those couple weeks when bars were open. They were only open at 25% capacity, um, even if they didn't serve food. Now, if you don't serve food, you can't be open, unfortunately. But we've kind of lost that uh, that privilege in a way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and to kind of go back on, you know, Wilson's comment of, like, we need to make money. I mean, I think our company's been really good about trying to establish goals. So we have some sort of structure, too. I want that scooter. You made the podcast. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Scooter drive-by. I love it. Cool Under Armour shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Show Sagamore. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just one of those things where, you know, our company kind of just push a button on pause and instead of doing our yearly you know uh, goals and whatnot mm-hmm. we we shifted and we even said yeah. we're going to start doing this monthly because we don't know yeah. what's going to happen next month we don't know what's going to happen in texas versus illinois and sure enough you know texas they opened their doors you know what a couple months ago and mm-hmm. they were out doing tastings they were out doing all this yeah. and blah, blah, blah. but it was just it's a different region right. you know and whether they our employees feel safe doing that and whatnot that's you know all on them is that their call but if they go out and do that? It is, okay. but it's also, you know. I demand it. <laughs> Brett, Brett has Risk a crime. Risk your life for Sagamore. <laughs> if you ever get an SOS text from me, just know it's because of Brett. Who, uh, right? Who's your uh, rep in uh, Houston? Uh, April Burkholder? April, yeah. yeah. I heard Would a rumor like she used to be a rapper. It's, it's, a that rapper rumor may or may not be true. true. I cannot confirm nor deny. Yeah. Nice. It's true. We stood next to an event, yep. next to each other at an event one time. Yeah, no, they're out there hustling. They're doing it. She just I got never... married. Oh, awesome. congratulations, yeah, April! She had oh. she had actually got to go through with her wedding. She had to postpone it once or twice. Uh, twice, I think. She did twice. I think it was once, twice. But no, I she. Don't had, if she's listening, she has a beautiful wedding dress. That's my gorgeous. girl input. But gorgeous. gorgeous. What about? Did you end up? Uh, didn't you move? Didn't you get into a house now? I moved. Yeah, in July first. Look at this homeowner over here. Homeowner. Yeah. Can I use your garage space for some of my POS? Uh, I'll have a garage. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Never mind. Oh, we, I, <laughs> Christ, fucking hell. Jessica's like, it's yeah, a condo, can I not sleep a house. in the West Wing tonight? <laughs> like, fucking hell. You think he's got a garage? It's a condo smaller than my last apartment. What do you think, what do you think, what do you think he's getting paid? I've in the same crappy apartment that barely has water pressure for the last three years. So Cal- I hear the word house or condo, and I was like, what? Callum was in the West Wing. Where do you, where do you store your house, your horses? <laughs> me and Remy Lou in the West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I always thought about Chicago. I'm like, there's no way I'll ever buy. And you're like, why is this house so cheap? Okay. So we ran off to Wisconsin, uh, or not Wisconsin, but um, like Crystal Lake, Fox Lake area. Mm. I was visiting an account, and then we just decided to make a day of it up at the Fox Lake. And what turned into us trying to research jet ski rentals Mm. turned into us looking and seeing how much a lakefront houses went for. Might as well. And we were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there was a three-bedroom, three-bathroom yeah. lakefront house, gorgeous, for the same price as a one-bedroom, one-bathroom across the street from my house in Ravenswood. Like, yep. half price of that. And I'm like, well, that's not that bad of a commute, is it? Actually, <laughs> what, what lake you're not on a microphone on. again. Yeah. It depends on what lake you're on on the chain. Oh, so God. it can increase or even decrease. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But I, you know, that's, that's, that's another be, whole podcast there right there is the Chicago Kino Real Estate. Lake mortgage company. Yes, there you go. Um, well, I think we're all, I mean, by this conversation, we're all struggling just to sell whiskey. Yeah. So can we do one thing at a time? <laughs> I sell blood to pay my mortgage. I was mortgage. actually going to say about this, but Jessica's uh, Jessica's necklace is very very key in the lake. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. You when, know? I, when I get that dramatic. home, I'm going to throw this in the lake. <laughs> please do. Please, please don't. It looks like it's worth a little bit of bob. But so. I will say that one of the coolest oh. things is when we were out in Baltimore visiting the distillery, when you ride around downtown, they For actually For anyone have listening, by the way, Jessica has a lovely silver key. On I do, yes. Good way of describing it. You know, just in case anyone, I was like, yeah, Rattler's Head's key in the lake. And everyone's listening. They're like, yeah, we can't see shit, Cal. Come on, help us out. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Bespoke key, darling. I'm going to have to post a photo of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure but when there's real estate in Baltimore, we were driving around, and you'll see, like, the for rent, house for sale, free pizza with every purchase. And I'm like, well, shit, you get a what? free pizza in Maryland. I'm moving. Count me in. Right? That's like the best. I'm a sucker for pizza. So I was like, I will do it. <laughs> How good is Maryland pizza? You guys want to visit my I'm Maryland sure. summer home? Probably has a lot of crab on it. Pizza. I was going to say something. <laughs> I was like, how much crab is on a Maryland pizza? And this is also how Chicago and I am. Brett still to this day makes fun of me that I won't shut up about the crab stuffed pretzel that we had at Nick's. Oh, that's up pretty there. good pretzel. That sounds pretty good. It's like a pretzel chopped like chopped with crab dip. This is in Maryland. Che- oh I assume. yeah. It was delicious. Well, there's this awesome seafood restaurant, like walking distance from our distillery out there. Ooh. So if anybody is out in so the So what Maryland you're saying world, is that we're doing a key in the lake trip. Say, <laughs> let's do it. I <laughs> love it. Is the distillery open? It's Private um, or, uh, tastings, not tours. Okay. So we're doing some events, yoga and whiskey, Ooh. make your own bitters, I think is this week. Oh, that's um, cool. Create your own this um, week. rocks glass. Yeah, assuming stuff. it's Monday. Yeah. Um, make I your own no rocks glass. No, when this comes out, it'll be oh. Monday. Well, the cool um, thing so about if you're listening and you're in the Baltimore area, yeah. sagamorespirit.com. <laughs> it's Friday. Book it's your ticket Friday. now. Yeah. Um, so we're doing some events, cool. safe, safe, socially distanced. Rye Street, the restaurant on the property, now has outdoor seating kind of in our our yeah. courtyard with with a tent yeah. over it. And you have a big space um, out there, too. So. Yeah, it's pretty. And I don't know if those of you have visited a lot of, like, distilleries or whatnot. And I've been to a handful. I'm st- I want to start getting in more behind my belt. But, you know, yeah. this all this lockdown stuff. I dragged my parents to Templeton Rye mm. a couple mm. years ago because they live in Omaha. And I was like, nice. we're going. And my it's know, fake. Father we're was, going, Mom and Dad. <laughs> it was, no, it was hilarious. It's not how I'm we the talk youngest. in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of how we do. So. <laughs> we're going. <laughs> But, like, you go all the way out. It's, like, in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. You go, you tour it, and then you get done, and you're standing outside of Templeton. You're like, well, I guess we'll get a hot dog at the gas station next we'll door. And then Loose meat sandwiches. <laughs> oh, <I love laughs> so well, well, this was <laughs> go down to feel the dreams. Uh, break. The guys the guys were talking about this the other day, that um, one of the yeah. best hot dogs that you can get is Home Depot, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, that I can confirm. I mean, um, like, especially when you get one on North Avenue when they used to be 24 hours and you were buying a barbecue grill yep. and you were we, that was the one riding around on the little cart. <laughs> this is this. That that's the, the I've never done that. That's but the I've most Chicago thing right. I've ever heard. Like you can go to Home Depot, like sort out your garden, buy a fence, that's buy a barbecue. That's another thing quarantine is ruined. <laughs> They're not open. Buy a barbecue, oh, buy a fence, and then you can also at the same time get a really delicious hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> they're delightful. They're great. Oh, um, well, but yes, back to Brett, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll back drink. to our we're, limited. We have a little drink of in our cups in our Star Wars cups. Is that okay? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. We're mixing brands because they were we're conveniently brands. located. So. I know they're basically neighbors. So Pretty much. Well, the cups release, themselves though. were. Yeah, this will be our, our fall <laughs> limited time hey, release. We're on the same distributor. Yeah, so, yeah, we're partners. Same same division. If, well, kind it of. doesn't quite if exist. It, but if it comes back. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're coming off of the Calvados, which was the spring LTO release. Um, Thank you for that, is, that little taste of it, by the way. Both uh, of you. Yep. Uh, is our uh, Manhattan finish. And we're, we'll, I'll have the download on Monday, so ask me next week. I'll know more. Um, but basically what we did is after we aged our Give low. Give your Instagram. At double B72. Yeah, I, I never remember the number, so sorry. No worries. Year, Carlton Fisk. Was the year you were born? No, Carlton Fisk. But people think it's the year I was born. So Carlton Fisk has, has that funny <laughs> stance, right? It's pretty standard. He's been retired a long time. Yeah, back in the day it was fine. Yeah, yeah, but Pudge, yeah, he's, uh, it's the story, it's the anecdote they tell about uh, Fisk. Listen, hold. 
Have you not I'm seen Goodwill Hunting? I'm gonna let Calum resume. Oh, that's because he hit. Yeah, I'm gonna let Calum resume because you're on a microphone. That's right. Because yeah. he hit the home run in, in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's right. the that I don't know right. anything about baseball. Boston. Give me a break. Boston. Give me a break. Yeah, Come on, man. Pretty right. good. Pretty good. You, you know what? You got it. Speaking of weddings, I wore this wedding, my wedding day the shirt. Oh, nice. Nice. Let's all get married. Your tux. Did you get married at Jimmy Buffett's or? Maybe. Where's the lay? So, anyways, we uh, combine our high and our low rise. Uh, Shirts covered. And in then age some in lots of flowers. Uh, lots cherry of brandy bar- barrels, cherry sweet brandy. vermouth barrels. That's what it is. The cherry, and then some yeah. bitter barrels. Mm-hmm. And then through, um, from what I understand, a lot of trial and error because the bitters really took over a lot. Yeah. Uh, came up with this blend uh, at 103 proof. Um, that's uh, our distiller select, but it's our Manhattan finish. So I it's not a. Mine. So it's not an RTD. Um, oh yeah, Callum, I forgot that. Um, it's not an RTD. It's it's a hundred and three proof rye whiskey, but it's meant to have those Manhattan notes to it. So it makes you think of a with a combination of those three separate ages in ages and then blended. Try hard enough. True. Should give you a a nice Manhattan reminder. It's so funny. I heard Jessica earlier talking about how it's it says herbaceous on there, and I heard you talking about how it looked like barbecue. I just looked at it. It does look like barbecue. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. I am not crazy, no, and I didn't start sauce. drinking until just now. I, <laughs> well, no, no. I also I say you want to put it on your fingers and put it behind your ears. I too. did. I go said out for it an evening. smells so good. I want to dip my oh, and put it, it behind my ears. It is nice. For anyone who the bottles um, for sale will be bigger. What was that movie? Uh, the OG, <laughs> an affair to remember. When they were Missed on the, the cruise ship, she takes no, her pink rosé champagne and dips it behind her ears. That was amazing. Amazing. It's a hack right there. I love it. So it's lovely. Once the train passes, um, you guys are always doing very unique finishes, projects mm-hmm. to your whiskey. How does this fit into everything else you've done? Um, see, I, I think just an evolution, just getting more and more. It's very um, easy to drink, eh? Yeah, for, for really the easy. proof. Yeah. Throw a rock on that. And look out. One hundred three. One hundred three. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got this fun team and this fun, the, the innovative. Um, group of distillers and, and access Chicago. to some, <laughs> to some great barrels. I don't know if it's the Cub shirt or the Irish shorts. The St. Patty's Day Chicago yeah. flag shorts. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the front part. Someone just ran past us, ladies and gents. Yeah, just if you're not case. watching live on YouTube um, <laughs> oh. or on Peacock. So I think it's just going, a fun... We're going with Dan Patrick to Peacock. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, we're going with him. Yeah, we'll be the lead-in, right? <laughs> yeah, perfect. pretty much. I talked to Seton about it today. Sweet. Um... So I just think it's a fun evolution. You know, we're trying a tequila finish in Texas that's going over really, really well. Perfect market for it. Um, the Sierra Nevada beer collaboration went over really well where we did that in, I want to say, North Carolina, Maryland, California, maybe Florida. I wanted to try that so badly. I'm trying to get some, so. I don't know. I haven't tried it. I was, uh, talk about it last week. Yeah, Sierra Nevada. The, the brewer select that we did here, right? Yes. Yeah, so we, it was a beer so bottle yeah, finish. The yeah, they made a rye for us, oh, and it was awesome. They kind of so told their whole story on the, on the beer, wow. and they sent the barrels back. Uh, we had sent them barrels for you guys of malt. To use. They sent them back. The the beer kind of oxidized because that'll happen a lot with, yeah. with beer age stuff. Came back around and, and really happy with where it is and, and just released it in some select markets. Is yeah, that your wicked. plan with uh, the the brewery we're seeing it right now? Let's hope. Yeah. Um, we'll have to check in. I mean, with everything kind of going on, I was telling Come you on! <laughs> I owe them some follow up and, and we'll see what fits um, and see how things turn out. Because if the flowered also, shirt wasn't loud enough. <laughs> well, I was going to say the Home Alone crossover that was. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> well played. Wilson sir. got that. <laughs> I just I'm just going to have Wilson follow me around for the rest so. of the week just because he laughs. At my dumb jokes. So yeah, I mean, uh, I just get them too drunk. That's this is our is. fall release. I think it's fun and different. Um, I think it's unique. I think a lot of um, 
a lot of the people we're in touch with in the Instagram world, you know, can, yeah. can help tell that story of yeah. of what it is. Are you talking um, to me? Both <laughs> to, to the to the inner the World Wide Web. But um, it's bourbon, unique. It drinks well. Indiana, please. Uh, if you're if you're a Manhattan fan, I think that that makes it a little bit simple. Um, I mean, in full transparency, the challenge will be there's a lot of RTDs that have come out and, and not necessarily knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, but I think once we tell. It's about quality with RCD, really, isn't it? You know, yeah, there's just not too many. It's it's a can man. It's, it's easier to make it at home. To be, you know, yeah, and you see a lot of places struggling with it. Like a lot of a lot of people have come out recently, and this, I think this will be in a bottle, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'd be seven fifty. You know, sixty nine ninety nine in line with all of our other LTOs. And nice. Good. Um, again, if I'm a Manhattan person. I throw that on the rocks, and yeah, so much easier it's than what I job, maybe yeah. a cherry. If I'm I'm kind of lazy, so I might not even do that. I agree. Um, <laughs> And instead of having you can you tell know. people there was a cherry on it. Right. Like, no asks. one's going to know, right? Yeah. Like, you just be like, oh, yeah, I had a cherry in my Manhattan. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I had an empty bottle of Sagamore cherries. Yeah, yeah, Used yeah. them all. <laughs> I could even, even seen, uh, put a little soda on top of that in a, cher- in a cherry. A little, oh, man, a little highball right there. Yeah. Very nice. Well, and I think it'll appeal to a lot of people that love going out and having a Manhattan cocktail and I having that rock out. star. I love going out, period. <laughs> Brink. I miss that. But to have, like, a really, everybody has that token bartender that they know makes a killer Manhattan. Right. I have a couple that I always like, wherever I go to that place, I am going to have their Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And for the, the, you know, the newbie or the rookie who loves Manhattans but don't really know how to do the, the ratio or want to invest in a bitters or in a vermouth or whatnot, this is an amazing way to take it home, put a couple of rocks, and you have your cocktail that has that essence and that effervescence of a Manhattan without having to do all the work, mm-hmm. and then you're still getting it. As opposed to getting a ready-to-drink where there's a lot of stuff that's added, very few organic and like Manhattan ready-to-drinks that are actually palatable, because mm-hmm. a lot of them are just, they taste fake, they've got a lot of aftertaste. Don't get me started on the claws. Those Ooh. are just... What are you talking about? They just have a weird artificial taste. Like I'm not, I'm not Sorry opposed to, to the ready to drink, but <laughs> guess you have to go for Corona seltzer. I, <laughs> I just there's very yeah, few of those ready to drink ones that don't have some sort of you know. It depends on the spirit you're using, and this, this is that. But you know, if you want to take a step up from that ready to yeah. drink, this is a this is a good category to phase in there. So. Fantastic. I just also pour Sagamore in all of my seltzers, which Ooh. defeats the purpose. So that makes sense. Like the yeah. black cherry bud light. Seltzer with this? I no. What? Sounds great. No. Yeah. Put that together in there. Oh man, mix it all up. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, <laughs> never, I've never had some, it. I've pounded some of the the Seek Out that's made with um, apple wine. Oh. They're out of what the the cider company, the three ciders, town ciders. I can't. Two towns. Two, two town, town cider. Yeah. One two towns. They have some here. They have, they have they do, two here. towns yeah. here. They're they're really good with a I couple shots of whiskey. <laughs> Kevin's brother works with them, right? Well, they're organic and they have like. It's all juice and not super sugary, yeah. and it doesn't have that that, Great stuff. that metallic stuff. Apple. Yeah, it's really good. I think as well. So you throw some whiskey, and you're you know calling Brett and telling him you're stuck in the suburbs and you can't finish the rest of your routes from your porch. understanding what? boss. What? No, never did that uh, ever. I got a, as Brett said Shut before, the podcast turned on. <laughs> I have a whole entire garage with scotch in it. You can sleep in, Jake. Yeah, he did. He did. I even Wait, have a couple. Are you gonna se- have to sleep in the couple secret accounts in Yorkville? I would have taken you to. It's either that or the west wing of his new house. Wilson, come and see me. I'll take you to a few spots out in Yorkville. <laughs> Wilson will call even if he's in like Aurora, 25 minutes away. Ooh, I was in Aurora the other day. You were crawling distance I was away. in Aurora just the other day. Wow. Phone didn't work, I guess. I don't know. I was in Bolingbrook, too. Yeah, that's a little bit. I have to really like you to want to go that far. I was at, oh, at the Biddies over there. There we go. And I walked in. I'm like, nah, 
I'm done today. <laughs> just walked out. What, the bowling for Finney's? Well, I was, it was like oh. 5.30 at night. I'm like, I still have an hour to drive back to the city. Yeah. That's like the golden By the hour. Way. That, when the bars were open, whenever you do your retail and around the like 5, yeah. 4.45-ish, you're like, ah, you can go find a place that has us to sit down. <laughs> and you start doing the depletion visits. visits. That's how that works. Oh, yes, indeed. The, the days visit. of those. Yeah. Quick PSA for any future guests at Beguile. You cannot text in an order hmm. to the phone number posted. You. You must call. Or cans order are available online. by order of single cans, but not by packs. Right. You cannot text. You either have to call or go online. But what kind of podcast guest would I be if I? Not a good one. If I went online to do it. You know, the only thing that would make beguile better is if they catered Home Depot hot dogs take the bike. and whiskey, <laughs> which I've been trying to talk to them into getting a whiskey license for years. I'm like, just yeah. put a little bit of whiskey in the back shelf. Maybe a brand or two that records a podcast here. I'll come in on Saturday <laughs> nights and bartend, make some easy cocktails. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Maybe that in the future of uh, post-COVID life. You never know. Kevin! <laughs> Kevin! But, yeah. No, I, I think it's really interesting how your brand always evolves, uh, too. And it, do you ever worry about having too many balls on the shelf present at one time? We don't have don't a huge allocation of these LTOs. So it's yeah, not like right. we're bringing in, like, the Calvados. Once that's gone, that's it. Oh, like, so we're good. not getting any more of it in. So it's Did not I like see you're it on seeing, sale the other day at Binnie's? Um, there's Am a I couple crazy? of Binnie's that might have it on sale, I was but like, it's not across I thought the, I saw it for a really good price. Yeah. Maybe I was... Sagamore's always at a really good price. Mm. You should totally scoop some up. Like, you buy one of mine, <laughs> I'll buy one of yours. <laughs> Done deal. Oh, yeah, you got a new one out. Uh, in Australia. Oh, not here? I thought there was a new one here coming. Uh, it's coming out in January. Oh, it's a hundred. It's a hundred proof um, single malt. Yeah, okay. It's called Fortis, and it's only aged in American oak, uh, X red wine cast. Instead, oh, wow. we usually do a blend of French and American oak, um, and it's usually at eighty proof. This will be up to a hundred and only American oak. Oh, cool. Very tasty. Let's try it. Yeah. So we have. We started out with the two core. It was the signature and the cast strength. The double oak was meant to be um, just kind of a one-off release because we were trying out some new, the, the wave stave. Yep. And then that was crushing it. I'm not going to lie. I know I'm not supposed to have a favorite, but the double oak, hands down, that's mm. my baby. I love it. If you want to talk about a Manhattan, that will blow your socks off. Like, it's got that little extra smoke to it. It's got that higher proof. It's like 96. It's just, it's, it's the best, I think. Castring I love can be 96. A much. I think it's the 96 the proof. 96. I think it's, I think oh, it's my, so good. And then I think it's, it's the golden age. The casting can be a little too much when you're having the a golden cocktail time. on yeah. Tuesday night. You I know, agree. It's, yeah. it's like you've got we, shit to do, but you want a cocktail. Sometimes yeah. they, the signature is a little light. It's not going to get that, like, I was in traffic for two hours, edge <laughs> off. I, well, I, we have, have, I have a reason for all of my drinks. Every time I pitch accounts, this is my favorite, and this is why I think people buy it, just because mm -hmm. I literally admit that I should probably go to meetings. But I'm like, <laughs> the signature is my breakfast rye. The double oak is my lunch rye. The cast strength is my dinner rye. And the LTO is my dessert slash have people over rye. And they're just like, wait, you have a breakfast rye? I'm yeah, like, you don't? Here it is. You <laughs> has breakfast gin. I mean, it's true. There you go. This is you just go. aged. We used I'm just to, we utilizing used to, my day. My breakfast rye goes really well with my cereal. What can I say? You know? <laughs> we used to like, drink oat and jay. It goes really well with fruity pebbles. <laughs> That's how it works. Oat whiskey and orange juice. Oh, there you go. That was our Friday, sometimes Thursday breakfast. Yeah. We got I never thought orange juice and whiskey would It's like would porridge go whiskey. We have a whiskey <laughs> so crush good. cocktail. It is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. like whiskey, orange juice, a little bit of simple syrup. Like yeah. it's on our website. As long as you don't have over bitter orange juice and uh, no pulp, obviously. But yeah. and if there's anybody who's looking for some really fun, like non-traditional whiskey cocktails, because you know everybody knows a Manhattan and old fashions, and if you go to SagamoreSpirit.com and then go to the Spirits cocktails, they not only have the the single 
portion cocktails, but we also do batch cocktails. So if you're yeah. looking to whip something up and they're, they're easy, they're like two or three ingredient cocktails Perfect. and they're super unique. Like there's one that you can top with cava, one that, you know, it's a little bit more fruity, one that you use cider and it's just outside of that realm of what your normal whiskey cocktails are. And they're just simple. Like you and I are so used to making more high touch eyedropper type cocktails, but your average consumer can hop, hop on sagamorespirit.com, right. find a great drink, Go to your local liquor store, grab a bottle, and then boom, you look like a rock star to your next dinner party or when you're trying to do a happy hour and whatnot. So, But it's rare because you have a lot of people that don't have that resource on their website. So mm. Sagamore is doing a really good job about keeping up with the social media. If you're not following them, hop online. You know, we've got a Facebook and Instagram. I don't know about Twitter. I don't tweet. So... It's That's probably a Brett thing. Brett's on 17 different. Brett, well, Brett's yes. on social media that like eight year olds don't even know about yet. Like they're going to know in like a, like a couple of months. It's kind of scary. It's I'll called like, <laughs> maybe three. like mask Brett, off or Brett something. Brett will text you and then DM you on both of your uh, Instagram pages. And then oh, try being his employee. It goes beyond <laughs> that to where you get too. the work group chats, <laughs> <laughs> emails and text message. I think we're on what, six platforms. I'm, and Sounds then you'll you there was one time he has spread an entire answer over all of them so I it's like the it. answer is this <laughs> on Instagram that and I'm like I hate you you need to stop this right now let this man go to baseball games and then the <laughs> one <laughs> and the one bit of information that I need he puts on Snapchat and I don't have a Snapchat <laughs> app so it's like I completely lose all the conversation I feel on like it. I know. I'm like, God damn it. It's like pieced together. Uh, batch rusty nail cocktails on your website. Uh, big, <laughs> big. No, fuck that. 32 man. ounce rusty nail <laughs> recipe. I mean, to oh, be honest. Oh, and I have to say congrats to Wilson too. Uh, that cocktail that you have at Bitter Pops looks amazing. And that's, and I was going to say earlier too, I love. They stole it all from me. And I love how everybody's got their own stuff going on and everybody's very supportive between you and, and, and a lot of other whiskey reps that we see that are out there doing yeah. stuff. It's not like we're stealing each other's placements and whatnot. We're just supporting everyone. And I think that's like when you get a great placement and you're always complimenting me when I get things and I love seeing you get stuff. And I think that's why Chicago does really well yeah. in you know, emergency situations like this and pandemics. Nobody's going to be like, well, I want that cocktail or I want that. I mean, obviously we're going to try and be hungry and do what we need to do, but you know, we're also supportive and, you know, recommending things and helping people, you know, if you know this buyer and I don't, and just, it's just such a great community. And I think that's why a lot of people love the Midwest. Yeah. And a lot of people love this particular city is because we have everything a larger city on the East or West coast offers, but we have that heart. We have that Midwest heart. What are you talking about? I've got my crew right over there. Oh, my bad. Um, this is my big debut on Key on the Lake, so I have my crew. Big, okay? big debut. I even Huge. wore my key, remember? <laughs> I know you didn't do that deliberately, but we're going to pretend that you did. Oh, wait, i got to put my sunglasses on <laughs> now. That's what you call so a segue, like ladies a, and gentlemen. Oh. There you go. What? Did you have something to say, Cal? <laughs> hmm? Did you have something to say? No. No, no. The moment is definitely gone. <laughs> what happened? No, I do agree that it's a very supportive environment. Yeah. And we're talking, I was talking to Brett before that we turned on the microphones about uh, hopping on, we're waving to people. Liz. Is that Liz? Those are my people. Oh, nice. Oh, wait, no, no, no. But it's even about how, we're, I mean, uh, we've um, kind of poked at it before on the podcast and we're going to go finish up the details after we turn the microphones off here to do, start doing some whiskey tastings at Fountainhead in the very, very near future. And it's not going to be about just one of our brands but it's going to be four of our brands and then i told brett like for the second one we can do we'll bring sagamore on i told ian like we'll, we can bring uncle nearest on the next one and it's about people you know and the relationships you have like because we're all going to build that way 
because one one craft brand or smaller brand or international brand like what we have that are maybe lesser known to the wider public do well we can hopefully all rise up together with that um it's not just about being like a local brand like a few or coval because we are we're all local reps and we talked about that in a podcast a couple a couple of podcasts ago about um someone asked me well as my people have been supporting your brand uh locally i'm like well they aren't supporting the brand locally but they're supporting me locally because yeah. i'm a local person yeah. that's where you have to drive um drive those relationships and then keep those going and keep them intimate and you know have those conversations always continuously going even on during a pandemic to make sure that people still know you're out there still employed too which is good so they know where to actually reach out to get your whiskey well then i think a lot of people confuse that whole support local of it has to be made right down right. the block from your house and it's like no, support local means the, the small shops, the smaller independent, not necessarily, they don't have to necessarily live in your town, but, you know, yeah. no knock on Mariano's and Jewel and whatnot, but, like, they're, they're not local. Like, go to your Fountainhead Market to get your bitters. Go mm. to your other, you know, support the local small businesses right. yeah. it, you know and it, if they have these smaller and craft like options yeah. that aren't necessarily made in your state they still need your support right. in, you know? Sco- in scotland the government's paying 50 percent of your bill oh, wow. your food bill really yeah when you go out when you eat out at a local spot they pay 50 percent that's awesome fucking commies that's it <laughs> those socialist bastards you're part, of, you're, you're, home, uh, you're part of the world where you're from is definitely representing uh, humanity in a much better way yeah. than I think we Americans are. But the, like, it's crazy because my friend of mine, um, every I think it's Monday through Wednesday they do that. So Monday through Wednesday you get uh, 50%, um, uh, the, you know, the government will pay 50% of your bill. And everybody I know back home is eating out every night, like every night, Monday through Wednesday, you know, every single, every single one of them is doing it because it's, it's, you know, you get a burger and chips for six quid, you know, if I have to make grilled chicken and vegetables one more time, I'm going to go nuts. I am all about doing the, the going out and once in a while, but you know, I don't, I also don't want to be a part of the problem. I don't want to be the the mass people that are out there doing it. And there are a couple of places I will say Ravenswood has been really, really great. Even Beguile, we've you know, partake yeah. on their larger beer garden Save a little bit. Safest place you can drink in, in Oh my God, city. it's so good. But then, I, I'm not going to lie, there are certain places closer to the downtown area where, you know, there's no rules and people don't care and there are people not yeah, not following the mask stuff. And, you know, I want to support, but I also want to be safe and healthy. So, you know, I'm picking and choosing the places I'm going to. You, you know, I do want to spend money. I do want to support everything that's Absolutely. out there. But, you know, it's... We are in a pandemic. We it's are. not going yeah. away. You well, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, just, it's it's all. But you've always been that way, Jess. You know, since I, the first day I met you, you know, like you say, you're true Chicago, you're true blue, and we always drinking my breakfast city. rum. Yeah, right. <laughs> we put our people first. You know, we put you know we're, we hold yeah. it down our city, you know, our block, our hood. We put it down for one another, and that's what's wonderful about the city. And even the smallest little success stories, or the. Uh, come from behind or the underdog story coming from chicago i'm telling you how do you feel about this whole situation right now where we're seeing a lot of our friends like close their doors for good like and that's sad that's just sad i Um, mean for every opportunity like i don't know if anybody else has heard but claudio's got his tamale shop up and rolling which makes me feel great anybody who's been in bars you know has had a tamale from tamale guy (laughs) and it's just you know that's like a rags to riches like one of those your dreams come true type story Mm -hmm. and i love that and that's what chicago was built on but a lot of those stories 
are not going to be able to reopen up right. after all this. Yeah, and, it, and that and just it's breaks my heart from being right. someone on that side of the world for exactly, so long, yeah. of the restaurant side. And yeah. I don't know. It's just it's interesting to see kind of. It's just sad. I agree. Brett with also said too. Just you know, sad. we can't all individually save one restaurant, but it's no. No, there's too many. Should yeah. damn try. There's over five thousand bars <laughs> in a restaurant. Liver doctor. Oh wait, you're right. Can I get that card? It wasn't later? a financial yeah. thing. It was a liver <laughs> thing. <It> was <laughs> Absolutely. So, there's a bar or two. I'll try to save now. Oh, I love it. put his whole liver into place. <laughs> no, it's you it's might you might want to get onto your mate and just start looking for livers now. For he us, just, he just I was having dinner with him on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah. And he got called in to fly to Columbus to go do the transplant from Columbus back to Chicago. Was and he getting this liver from an actual hospital, or he yes, just like got yes, a tip like yes, on the side of the yes. road? Yes, he's a he's a he's a surgeon at Northwestern. <laughs> um, there was a guy standing at the end of Michigan <laughs> Avenue with a brown bag. It's <laughs> like gum tickets, liver, gum tickets, liver. <laughs> well, ah, the entrepreneurship of Chicago. <laughs> Well, I think it's a uh, we're uh, approaching our one and a half hour d- deadline at our Shit. table at Beguile. Um, f- time flies when you're having fun, well, Callum. There you go. There you go, Callum Wilson. <laughs> but uh, Jess Brett, thank you for joining us. No, it was a pleasure. Is there anything else we need to promote from Sagamore coming up soon? Uh, keep an eye out for the Manhattan finish. Hopefully, hitting shelves mid September. Um, got a couple of barrel selects that'll be landing ooh, here pretty soon. Nice. And let me tell you, if any of you got a chance to try the barrel select that was at Untitled, uh, that was the first one that ever landed in Illinois. Nice. It. I dream of it. I miss it. I want more of it. It's delicious. What was that? Where's it going? No, it was at Untitled. It's landed. It's just we can't go can't drink go it right untitled, now. Yeah. Yeah, but. That's just to say that was a preview to some of these great, awesome barrel selects that we're going to start seeing some more, and we'll keep you guys posted. Keep an eye on um, you know, your social medias. Yeah. We'll get that stuff going. Take us in anything you like. Um, we'll definitely um, take all of you guys in this. Being the token redhead, my handle on Instagram is really hard to remember. It's, it's true. It's Ginger Jess Chicago. Fits in with the brand. Yeah. Did you spell why are you ginger? laughing, Wilson? Yeah, I don't know Literally, why I'm going to pay you to just follow me around because you make me sound way more Hopeful <laughs> hilarious. Hopefully for a, uh, <laughs> A Sagamore Keen Lake release on Friday the 13th, November 13th. We'll be here yes. for that. So we'll have to record prior. And then Are we'll you doing a barrel select with us? Maybe. You okay. Would, got a customer base for it? <laughs> customer base, liquor store, I distribution. Can, I got the store. I got the distributor. I'll give you some stickers. Some stickers. <laughs> we'll, we'll work out. We got a few In a hundred bucks. <laughs> Stickers are very similar investment. <laughs> awesome. Well, appreciate your time as <laughs> always. Thanks for yeah, <laughs> uh, love having Sagamore from anybody from, anybody from Sagamore on. Um, congratulations to April for getting married. Gosh, God, just, April, well played. Well played. Bought a house too. Bought a house. Also, I wanted I to bet shout. You she out. has a garage. Probably in Texas. <laughs> I wanted to shout out. It's one of Key in the Lakes. It's one of the Key in the Lakes biggest fans. Ooh. Uh, birthday tomorrow. It's Dad's birthday. Oh, Michael Donald, Mike, happy birthday, Michael Donald. Hope you had a Happy good birthday, Dad. Hope you had a good one, Mike. Um, it's tomorrow, so yeah. Well, it'll happen by the time this comes out. Well, wow, very true. <laughs> very true. Always so it's, it's yesterday. Always <laughs> trying to keep the timeline. Uh, pre- that's awesome, though. Um, for Callum O'Donnell of Abelauer and Wilson Torres Cheers. of Union Horse Distilling Co., this is Jake Hookie. I don't think I announced myself like usual on the beginning of the podcast. I'm a brand ambassador for Star Award Whiskey. That's to keep it all transparent. Thanks for listening, and Beguile, thanks for having us back. First one here in a long time. Come support Beguile in all the local places. Cheers, guys. <laughs>